It's the SWP presented by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford. The time to be shopping for insurance is when your record is clean. At that point, should you really be trying to save another 87 cents a month? No. You want to put yourself in the best spot possible for when you actually use your insurance. Call or text me, your insurance guy. I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, 613-801-2659. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is your home of the all-new Ford Maverick. Designed to seize the day, this beautiful truck is built Ford Tough and gives you the best of both worlds. Compact on the outside, but still big enough on the inside to seat five and store all your stuff as well. Not to mention the cool 8-inch touchscreen on your dash to help you get your work done. Learn more and pre-order the all-new Ford Maverick today at JimKFord.com. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Welcome to the SWP, kids. It's a show with episodes every single weekday, and it's filled with tales of Ottawa sports and chronic nonsense. It's Steve Warren along with Jim Jerome. Oh, yeah. You know it. We are schmoozing it up. <laughs> I want to say uh, oh, a big yeah. shout-out, ladies and gentlemen, to our great Patreon members, the latest tier here, Barry Cape, Brett Sullivan, Brian Kane, Gabe Batstone, Hambone, Hambone? That can't be your given name. James Wilson, Jamie Lauks, Michael Franken, Mike Bridal, Nurse J, and Rob Meekin and William Reed. So thank you to Sounds all. Sounds like we got some new members. Yep, some new ones, some old ones. All good friends. As are you, James. As are you. How are things? Oh, Stevie, uh, okay. Yeah, top shelf. Um, went, 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 I, I drift in and out of my house all day long, and, and, and now we're into the minus 15, minus 10 shit, Stevie. Uh, not not good coming early in what, what we got uh, minus ten today. Yeah, not Amazing. good coming in November. That 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 that, that doesn't bode well, Stevie. Now you right. might get a little schnook or something out there. You no. get schnooks, or is that just no. a Calgary thing? No, just Calgary. Yeah, uh, just just in Calgary. No, we'll move we to Calgary. Schnook. Yeah, we get we get freezing nooks. <laughs> that's what we get. Yeah, frozen nooks. That's what that's what kind of yeah, every once in a while we'll get some decent weather here. I remember that it was Christmas Eve coming back from work, driving driving home, and it was like, I don't know, 20 degrees or something like that. Half the city was golfing. Oh, my God. Christmas Eve, Stevie. My brother and I used to go uh, do leave our shopping uh, till the end, uh, right right till Christmas Eve. It would, my, my, would upset my mother, but we were kind of last-minute guys. We'd go to Bayshore uh, to mm-hmm. buy whatever we had to buy for brothers and sisters. And then we would we would get that done quickly, Steve. Okay, so, as soon as we walked through the doors, uh, you know, we came up with the brilliant idea. So if, if we had if we had four or five people to buy for Stevie, okay, the auto go to Stevie right away. The other was, mm-hmm. let's just split. Okay, let's split everything. So Steve, you only have to buy four or five. Right, to understand, not four or five each now. Okay, so there was, so we knocked that out all the time. Let's just split. Okay, let's just split. There we go. Okay, we just need four or five items. And then off we go. And then we proceed to get absolutely hammered. Uh, there was a, a, a restaurant upstairs <laughs> back in the day. Uh, you're talking 70s here, back in the day. But And then and then make our way to uh, Mass, Stevie, Christmas Eve Mass, and meet everyone there, right? And uh, show up kind of bombed. 
but it sure made for great singing of all the all the uh, hymns, Stevie, of all the Christmas hymns. Really loud. Slurring going on. Oh, slurring and loud and silent night. You know, sort of laughing and stuff. It was like, uh, okay, yeah. So that was our ritual, Steve. I'm, you know, I'm tearing up here. Like, I'm, 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 yeah, no, they're great. I mean, yeah. that's, qu- that's quite a Christmas tradition there. Like, it really symbolizes, I think, beautifully uh, the spirit of Christmas. Yeah, you, like you buy half the amount of gifts and you, the money's saved, you get hammered with. Yeah, so. and, and no thought put into the gifts. Oh, man. You know, just, just no thought at all. Like, And uh, what we should have, you know, if we had video back in the day and watch watch people open this stuff and, and you know, stuff like, uh, you know, my mother, for example, she, she, she'd open it up and go, wow, it's a, a, a bath towel rack. Right. Oh, boy. Yeah, I guess I guess I could put that. In. Well, I hope you and your brother at church like had a chance to maybe stop the hymns down, and so you could tell this magical story of Christmas. Yeah, everybody would have wept in the in their pews. Yeah, what it's all about, you know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, you're bringing I mean, me back, Stevie. I, well, Bayshore brought me back. If you uh, remember, this, remember at Bayshore forever, they had that fountain. Everybody knows the fountain at Bayshore that they had oh, yeah, for, right. for a long... I mean, I'm sure it hasn't been there for at least a decade, but they've done a bunch of renovations. I think they'll be done someday. But last, I'm, I'm, I would imagine the last seven, eight years I've gone to Bayshore, it's been just bizarre, com- completely under, under construction all the time. But one of the things they did in the reno was take away this, this fountain, which always kind of confused me and also interested me at the same time because it appeared to be naked women kind of gathered in a what? circle holding hands and they all they're all kind of I don't know green in color and they all had spiky heads like Bart Simpson. Oh, and I that, remember that now. Like oh, people okay. Would, people yeah. would throw coins in there and Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I wonder, remember that. My, I bring it up because well you, you mentioned Bayshore and it immediately made me uh, wonder whatever became of that that like what do you do with what is obviously a, a very valuable piece of uh, uh, artwork or something like that. Did people buy those things or did they just throw them in a dumpster? I'm sure Steve, it probably ended up in Canton, Ohio in the shopping mall hall of fame. Wow. They have that, do they? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I worked at uh, my first job, Stevie. My first job was working as a shoe salesman. At Bayshore? At Bayshore, uh, two different shoe stores. At Mahar was the name of a shoe store way back then. Yeah, uh, that was the go-to spot to get your runners, Stevie. People would come in for their runners at Mar. And then I worked at Armstrong and Richardson. Ah, cool. Shoe store. Yeah, my 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 dad was a friend of that that guy. They played golf together, so he got me a gig doing that. Uh so that was well, how did I uh yeah, I know how I made extra money there, Steve. I used to steal shoes. Oh. Yeah. And, and resell yeah. them? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I used to do. Oh boy! On Christmas. <laughs> yeah, oh my, my high like, character co-host, this is great. Yeah, my, my boy, I got a pair of shoes again. Look at yeah, that! Happy Happy Mother's Day, Mom! You got some shoes again, and Christmas, and on her birthday, Steve. Man, so three I, times you're another mom. layer to this Christmas miracle. <laughs> Unreal. My other Bayshore angle was, and uh, I think I mentioned it a long time ago, but they actually had like a place where people would drop off their young children. <laughs> This little octagon kiosk in the middle of Bayshore Mall, and it was oh, called Park. It was called Parka Kid, 
And there were about, I don't know, eight to 10 TVs inside with a place for the kids to sit and watch. It would be all these terrible cartoons at the same time, like Rocket Robin Hood and things like that. But we'd sit there and it would be great. It would be much better than going shopping for clothes with your mom. But it just makes you realize how the times they have changed. No one would even remotely consider that without like five cops standing around keeping an eye on things. Whose kid is this? Yeah. Oh my They'd God, call I it Take a Kid today. Yeah. There you go. That's that's a that's a better name. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, we should jump oh, in. Just a little reminisce there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About my about me being a criminal. <laughs> yeah. It's good times. Good times. You should get over to Connor McDavid's house because it's uh it looks like it's got a place you could uh, lots of stuff you could uh, wander off with. Yeah. Uh, as I'm cool. saying that though, actually, it's not much. Most of it's. Looks like it's nailed down. Anyway, I bring it up because everybody's talking about Connor McDavid's house. He and his girlfriend, Lauren Kyle, recently featured in Architectural Digest, and they offered up a tour of the home, kind of a cribs takeoff, I guess, but showing everybody. And I guess the home was designed by Connor McDavid's girlfriend, Kyle. And I honestly, watching Connor McDavid take everybody through this, and you can see it on Architectural Digest on Twitter, I was thinking to myself, Connor McDavid had nothing to do with this house, and I wonder if he, anybody actually even lives in this thing. It was—it's beautiful. It's extremely uh, expensive looking. However, it just does not look like much life is happening in there, does it? Yeah, little late, little late. It's, it certainly looks new. Yeah, uh, you know, as I, as I comb through it. Yeah, well, and you uh, said a, you'd seen it about a year. Although ago, Stevie, but- you know, knowing they were going to do a vid for for. Uh, a program, right? You'd you'd certainly give it the spit and polish, Stevie. Yeah, Connor's got the dough to hire a team of cleaning ladies or yes. men or men of spitters and polishers. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, but lots of people on Twitter found it a bit cold, colorless. Spencer Blake tweeted out, "McDavid's house is cool in a I don't know, like a hedge fund billionaire who's secretly a serial killer kind of way. <laughs> Holy moly. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, got one from Angie. Hope to God Connor McDavid and his girlfriend stay together forever because they break up. They break up. Somebody's going to have to live alone in that house. And uh, let's see. Wow. Gre- Gremlin Crimes writes, fantastic. It's McDavid house tour time again. When we ask the question and continue to ask the question, what did colors do to offend these two? Oh. <laughs> anyway. They went a little neutral. Eh? It little is very neutral. neutral. Yeah. Then they say, yeah, my wife's a home stager. So she's always saying that. Got to keep things neutral. If you ever want to sell the house, you don't have to worry about painting. You want to keep it going. It doesn't fall out of style too fast. So on and so on. So anyway, Connor. McDavid, I have a connection to her. She's from Sudbury. His wife. Or What's girlfriend. Connection? Lauren. Yeah. Um, so my uh, best buddy, my brother's Dave David Gent, uh, tragically killed. But you know, in early in life, uh, when he was a young adult, he was married uh, at that time when he got killed. Uh, my my brother raced with Dave back in the day, ski race. Uh, he he was married to a girl named Sharon, uh, and and uh, after Dave died, several years later, Sharon remarried and had Lauren. Huh. Yeah, with uh, with her with her new husband. Uh, so that's, I, I used to see her at the, you know, the golf tournament I go to Stevie every, every summer. She worked, she worked at the golf course for many years when she was younger. Really? Yeah. 
How, so how's a girl from Sudbury? Uh, how did they meet exactly? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure when it, of course, when I knew her, there, there was, you know, I, Dave McDavid wasn't on the scene. Uh, that was many years ago when she was, I, I, I'm guessing they're probably around the same age, 26, 27. I don't know. How old's Connor? Mm-hmm. 26, 27. Yeah, around there, already. 26, I think. Yeah. Maybe 25, 26. Yeah, She's I kind of knew, I kind of met her when she was probably 15, 16, you know, working, working the pro shop and stuff. So, um, I don't know the story there, how they met. I'm not sure. Probably at a at a paint store, Steve, uh, looking over a color fan. <laughs> well, you have to choose between off-white, gray, and black. One of those. That's uh, One of those will be fine for our house. But, of course, uh, we're at the quarter turn mark in the NHL season, and uh, Sportsnet had an article out basically mm-hmm. looking at the NHL awards race. And uh, might be a bit early for that, but I got to admit I was sucked in. So a quarter of the way through this season, and it's hard to imagine it feels like the Hart Trophy is already a two-horse race, but I think it is. With Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid off to the kind of start that they are off to. McDavid thought of as the real-life cheat code, and he, uh, he went 17 games before anyone could finally hold him off the score sheet. 20 assists on the season. And it's just bizarre. And Dreisaitl is, I think he, last I checked, he actually has the league lead. He has 12 goals and 32 points through 18 games. Uh, sorry, McDavid does. Dreisaitl mm-hmm. has 18 goals, 36 points. So it's, uh, it's really is. I mean, it really is a two horse race, which is insane right. at this stage of the game. But um, as with the, uh, the fact of, I don't think the Ottawa Senators are making the playoffs. Um, I also think <laughs> that the Hart Trophy will absolutely go to one of those two guys. Oh, you do? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of, again, it's it's kind of bugging me that those guys are so good, but yet I hope they make the playoffs. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, and I was like, well, no, of course they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I know. I hope so, though. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, I was just reading uh, this morning, Steve, 15 assists, 15 goals in 15 games. Dry settle. First guy to do it in 30 years. Insane. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So, um, and, and, and the day you uh, talk about this today, uh, Connor McDavid went zero last night. <laughs> <laughs> so stop it. Okay. Stop, stop with the premature handing out awards. And and great and Stanley Cup parades and all that shit. Okay, just settle down. All right, for my fine. team. Okay, I want to just everyone relax. How about so. the fact that uh, right now the Oilers and the Calgary Flames are one two in the West right now? It's, I think probably if a Eastern Canadian fan was looking at their favorite rivalry from the Western Conference, Calgary Edmonton might be it. The old Battle of Alberta that goes back to the eighties. Some classics. Oh, yeah. and to see them one, two, the, the kinds of starts that they're off to right now, um, as good as the Oilers have been at 13 and five through 18 games as we record this, Calgary's even better. 12, How about three, this, Steve? and five so far to start the year. The Flames, who, by the way, were not that good. The Sens, I think, won more games against Calgary than lost last year against them. Uh, one coaching change later, and suddenly they're buying into the Daryl Sutter way of doing things, and that's being organized in your own zone and Defense wins championships, and the Flames are off to an amazing start through 20. I'll tell you something interesting, Steve. 
Um, here's my imitation of Dave Tippett. Okay, he's the he's the. Uh, I often use the term low reactor. You know, he he could, he just. Uh, yeah, he'll be okay. You know, that was right. his press conferences go like this. Uh, yeah, hi, it's uh, Barney Gallardo from uh, the Toronto Star. Can I ask you about the situation with Cassian? Uh, what would you like to know? <laughs> well, it was, he, he got he didn't show up for the third period. Was was he hurt? Uh, we don't know yet. We'll have to check with the doctor. Right. Okay. Now, Stevie. Okay. Here's my impression of the head coach in Calgary. Hey, can you tell us? Uh, can you tell us anything about Lucic? It was good to get, he got off the Schneid last night. Scored a goal. Is that pretty good? Uh, well, that's what he's supposed to do. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah, they are both pretty, yeah. they're, 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 as low a reactor as anybody in the NHL, they clearly worshipped at the altar of Bill Belichick news conferences. They are. I'm telling you, look at the both of them. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Dave, how are you? Yeah, pretty good, Daryl. How are you? That's a good impression of Dave Tippett. Yeah. Totally. Well, it's early, and you know, we, we lost the game because they got more goals than us, and, uh, you know, our power play we've got to improve on. Yeah. And the penalty, uh, the penalty kill wasn't great. And we've got a bit of uncertainty about goaltending. Yeah, I, th- I think that Sutter is more like Bill Belichick even than Dave Tippett is. Tippett, you're right. He's he's very monotone, short answers you quite a bit. But I do yeah. believe that in his heart of hearts, um, he is not trying to be a jerk with the media. Whereas right. Sutter, no. w- Sutter and Bill Belichick, of course, the longtime New England Patriots head coach, those right. two guys, I think, go out of their way to be jerks to the media. Yeah, uh, d- I think you're at Daryl Sutter's often. I mean, I would just be, I'd be so nervous with a guy like that if I was a press guy, you know, a writer. I, you know, I know the guy's going to go, what? (laughs) (laughs) I know that's coming no matter what, you know, no matter matter what it is. You know, we just play the games. That's all we're doing. We're just playing the games. But I sure admire the way that those two guys have gotten their teams to play. Yes. That's my mean, point, Stevie. Maybe, yeah. maybe they're you know, maybe maybe we're onto something. Well, their communication skills have got to be better with their players than they are with the media because they're they are whatever their defensive philosophy is, it's working. But it's more than that. If you're a coach in the NHL, it's not about having the X's and O's. It's not about having this elite program and and system or whatever it is you're up to defensively and in D zone coverage. It's about getting it across, getting guys organized and choreographed and on the same page. That's what separates the average coaches from the excellent ones. Well, John Tortorella, uh, speaking of not a low reactor, um, he talked about Connor McDavid. We you threw the clip up there a few days ago. Yep. Uh, how he said he's going to have to change his game. You know, we talked to we talked to Russ about it, and Russ said Steve Stevie Y Stevie Iserman, you know, who who was you know a big scorer, had to change his game you know, for, for Detroit to win. And he started, you know, Stevie started blocking shots and stuff like that. So same with uh, Ovechkin. Right. Right. Same with Ovi he'd mentioned too. So uh, good, good points. Good points. You know, we'll have to, we'll have to see. That's, that's why I'm just, that's why I don't like reading that. Cause you know, how impression is, is he really impressionable? You know, Connor McDavid with reading that stuff about, okay, you're going to get more goals. You're going to get more points. You're on this streak. Da, 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 da. Is he a selfish player? I, I, you know, the answer to that is if I'm coaching, I'm going, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not interested in him passing the puck around too much. I'm interested in him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, to, and to play that way, you got to be a bit selfish, Stevie. 
to to do it. So it, it'll be interesting. It'll be yep. interesting. I'm glad his point streak ended. To be honest, I am. So we can get, get stay down, stay focused here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think you're you're nuts as a coach if you're asking the McDavid's of the world to become third, fourth line grinder type guys. You don't want to quell that right. genius offensively. You just want to make sure that it's not being ignored. You know, you're not, uh, you know, you're not cheating on the wrong side of the puck. Like there's two guys already in deep, and you think you can get in on the offensive action, and you're the you're the third guy up high. You dive into the play, and all of a sudden there's a turnover, and now it's a jailbreak in the other direction. It's right. about recognizing, you know, it's not not necessarily like I say, not about being a grinder, which nobody nobody wants of Connor McDavid. It's about picking your spots well and making sure that you're taking care of both sides of the puck. Uh, but uh, yeah, you're in good shape if you got McDavid, and right now Tippett has them firing on all cylinders, which is cool. It won't be long before we're talking about Canada and McDavid at the Olympics. Finally, going to get to see McDavid and Sidney Crosby together, assuming both are healthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, Canada is projected to win 23 Olympic medals in Beijing. That is if we go. Right. We'll talk about that coming up after these words. Are you getting back to life and don't have time to review your insurance policies? Do you want me to have a look at it for you and see if you're properly covered? I'll take a professional look at it and let you know what I see, and you make the decisions. Text 860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Everybody knows that Jim K. Ford is a fantastic choice to handle your automotive needs, but they're also a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities, from small delivery vans to the big F-750s. So whether you're in towing, landscaping, snow plowing, you're going to have that soon, or deliveries, Jim K. Ford will help you with the right truck customized for your needs. JimKFord.com, 1438, Uville Drive in Orleans. And if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Ottawa area, we, that is me and James, James and me, recommend the Glen Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn helped me sell a family home last year. And he set aside a budget to help out with painting, cleaning, staging, and even updating the ceiling lights. We took advantage of all of that, and he'll do the same for you. We ended up with multiple offers, and the home sold for well over asking price. You should call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today. You can get them at glenwalton.com. So Canada's expected to win 23 Olympic medals in Beijing. That's according to a sports data analytics company. Mm-hmm. That's five gold medals, eight silver, and 10 bronze forecast for Canada. And if you're curious about the gold, looks like we're going to cash in on the two big ones. The men's and women's hockey teams will both win gold. That's according to a company called Grace Note, which supplies statistical analysis to sports leagues around the world. And they release their medal projections today for the games in Beijing. Our other gold medals are going to go to Mogul skier Michael Kingsbury, snowboarder Max Perot, and speed skater Laurent Dubray. But uh, Canada will be shut out of the curling medals, and you as host of a curling show cannot be happy. What? What? You know what? I heard that last night, too. I was talking to Warren, the guy I host the show with, and with Kevin Martin. And, uh, yeah, that's what Warren said, too. And he's, the, he's kind of the guru. Uh, we don't even know who we're sending yet, right? Like the, the trials are on right well, now. They're on right? right now. The trials are on right now. Yeah. So it's uh, home and I'm not doing so well. They're, they're four or five draws in. 
it's it's a nine team round robin and the top three come out of that stevie going to going to a playoff uh so anyway it's just it's kind of halfway through right um but but can you imagine stevie that uh they're out of the metal picks uh, curling when it was like, Oh yeah, yeah. But don't forget we curl and we're kicking the shit out of everyone. It's like not so much anymore. Um, so anyway, yep. Maybe they'll prove them wrong. We'll see. Oh we'll yeah. See. We're always another going. girl from Sudbury. Steve flurry is, is uh, from Northern Ontario from Sudbury played, played curls out of my, my old golf club. Nice. Gosh, Shout out to the Sudbury right curlers listening in today. <laughs> <laughs> but the other, we don't give curling much love. I guess we can give it a little bit. Yeah. And apparently the analytics company isn't giving them much either. Not Canada. So, no, they're no. not looking good. But I, I, I will guarantee Canada wins a medal out of the men's or the ladies. Not only the men's and ladies, but we, we also have that uh, Paris curling as well. So we'd won gold in that. So yeah, we're mixed obviously doubles. pretty. Yeah. yeah. Mixed doubles. Thank you. Um, That's right. Pairs. Pairs. Why would I go with pairs? Mixed well, figure skating because we've won many medals in figure skating before, Steve. But that's true. That the end is well. It was nigh a while ago. Yeah, in figure skating. Now, I also bring up this because uh, we can't be a hundred percent sure that the NHL is actually going to the Olympics. It's the plan. It's the most likely outcome. But there is still, I guess, an out clause if COVID conditions are going to make Beijing impractical or unsafe. And there's also the angle of, ah, the Chinese government, little human rights issues that pop up from time to time. But uh, right now the pandemic is relatively under control, but there is, you know, things could change. You know, we've got uh, spikes happening in, in the States right now where most of the NHL teams are. So their cases are rising again. Here in Canada, we had the Senators experience an outbreak, and who knows what China's situation is going to be. I was reading about a month ago, they canceled the Beijing Marathon because of COVID and right. uh, and, and variants and things. So it's, uh, it's hard to know for sure, 100%, if the NHL will actually go or if there's some sort of diplomatic reason why we might not go via a boycott. I think already the Americans are saying, they're considering a diplomatic boycott, which means they'd send their athletes, but no dignitaries because of the track record of the Chinese government. Hmm. How's how, how, how scary so, is that? Yeah. What's a, you know, what, yeah. what do we have to worry about here? You know, well, well, we got to be safe. You know, you don't want to be wandering the streets there late at night. Okay. There's, you know, you don't want to do that. Uh, you want, you want to, uh, you want to get there for, because we've got to worry about the time change. So we want everyone to get, you know, acclimatized to it oh yeah uh the other one yeah I don't know. you may get kidnapped oh yeah imagine, imagine that one coming into your your, your little <laughs> pamphlet on things to yeah. watch out for when you're anyway i shouldn't shouldn't joke about it. that's a terrible situation that tennis totally. um it's kind of like stevie the, the the paint's not dry yet right before you're going to throw the next coat on for covid right it's like no it's not quite ready yet you know, you're, you're, you're pushing this too much. You're, you're, um, but poor Beijing, you know, what, what, just, just trying to, just trying to organize, I don't know, the largest event on the planet. Yeah. And, and we're, I don't know. I, what, what can you say? It's, it's hopefully it'll happen. It's certainly not going to be the same experience for the athletes. 
regardless of what happens between now and then. Right. With isolation and, and really strict protocols and stuff like that. So is there not a small part of you, James, that's not, that's, is there not a small part of you that's thinking that we may never be out a hundred percent from COVID like this, the world has just changed forever. I, I don't feel like there's a clear end in sight. I feel like we'll never be a hundred percent past COVID-19 because I mean, we're doing the vaccination thing. Um, and it's still such a major factor in our day-to-day lives that we'll get a third vaccine, boosters, fourth, fifth. Like, right. at what stage do we get out from underneath this thing exactly? Is it, or is it just the new normal? Well, I I agree, right? It's you know, I I I keep thinking from time to time that everyone's just going to have masks on all the time. Right. That's just going to be the way it's going to be. You know, when you get out of the car, you oh, grab, grab the mask, you know, to go shopping and stuff. You know, SARS, you know, people were panicking about that, Stevie. It was it was terrible. You know, the AIDS epi- epidemic, the SARS, uh, you know, the plague, right? You know, I, 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 you know, you look at those things and yes, they were overcome. Yes, they were, they, they found uh, cures, you know, for them. Uh, but, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. You know, I, I, but often I get the feeling that this is going to be the way it's always going to be. Yeah. You know, there's going well, to be all those I'm asking, little, really. There's going to be those little stickers on the floor with an arrow saying, "Please stay six feet away in line." Right. You know, because uh, some of it, I got to be honest, Steve, some of it is not a bad idea anyway. With with people getting sick and coughing and spitting and picking their nose and mm-hmm. touching shit all over the joint, and so, um, like I say, part part of me is, you know, begins to think those are those aren't bad idea anyway. Yeah. You know. The constant hand sanitizers around, Steve. You know, I, I, I go to Safeway, I do the self-checkout, and, and as soon as the person in front of me leaves their checkout uh, spot, I, I go in there, but the, the but the attendant comes and sprays it all down again, right? That's what I'm saying. That, what, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Well, I, certainly when you think about it, it's, uh, you know, for, the, for you and I who are self-employed now, we probably should have been doing that all along, you know, since we've been, you know, self-employed because... We don't have sick leave. If we get right. sick, we uh, we don't do the job, and we're not going to get paid. So, um, for those who do have, you know, all the benefits of sick leave and things like that, it's not the end of the world. But we can't afford to get sick, so yeah, we should be doing that all the time. I was thinking about that. Kevin Hame was always uh, we always gave him a hard time because he we called him a germaphobe, right? Right. And he'd, right. he'd be working the sanitizer as he went into the studio, and I don't blame him because that that studio we worked in was gross. <laughs> Right, anyway, right. Um, so I, I understand why, you know, the self-employed would be uh, taking a little more in the way of pre- precautions. So um, I want to close it out I, today. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, you know, not, not, but, you know, the, the way it is today, after we would do a show, someone would come in there and sanitize the mics and the, and the keyboards and, and the chairs, you know, like they do it on airplanes, right? They come on with the guys in the suits. So, yeah. Yeah, last couple of years I was at uh, I was at TSN. Jr. bought everybody their own mic filters. We had our own little pop filter for our own mics. Oh yeah, we had to carry those around or or leave at least keep them safe, and then you'd rip off. Not a bad it. idea. Yeah, yeah, not bad at all. Um, we'll close it out today though with uh, that uh, we've mentioned it in a previous episode, but the New Jersey Devils, New Jersey. Um, I, I've sent along a video and a mm-hmm. photo of it. It's basically 
just all black all the time. Speaking of that Connor McDavid color scheme, it's kind of the same thing with the the Devils. It's just black and white. It's a bit of red trim in there on the jersey. Uh, but the jersey itself has the word jersey written across it. And I didn't realize this, but it was actually Hall of Fame goalie Marty Brodeur, who was the one that helped design the thing. He was heavily involved in the design at a hand in choosing uh, the 21 white stripes that are on there, one right. per county in the state of New Jersey, and uh, mostly all black. But there's all kinds of people making fun of this thing. You know, I saw the devils even themselves took a poke at themselves in the same exact font as the word Jersey appears on the devil's shirt. Yeah. They've got ball caps coming out now that say hat ball cap. or oh, yeah. cap or whatever it was. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, I, I like it. I like it. Uh, you know, I, I really do. Hmm. I like, I like the single name there. You know, I like the Rangers. I like their old logo. Uh, trying to think of some other teams that, that did it. Yeah. I don't mind it when I saw it. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's cool. Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Cause they I'd, I'd go devils though. I would, if I was going to go with that, it's not the worst looking uniform I've ever seen though. It's not great. I would have gone with just devils written across the front instead of Jersey, because that's what everybody's kind of mocking right now. Yeah. That, but, but I get the, uh, when you, when you talk about the representing the state, uh, you know, there are, or, or there's 32 counties or something. And uh, so it makes, you know, for those who don't, Live far away, Steve, from the arena, but still live in the same deal. Yeah. Uh, not bad. Not bad. I, I, li- I like it. Look at me. Look at me getting soft and unsarcastic. No, I, I like it. What's wrong I, with me? What I like your. I what like- a stupid jersey. There. Who, that's the. Oh, come on. That's more comfortable right there. Yeah. That kind of attitude. Oh, what you, see. What, what are you doing, Marty? Oh, you're, you're, you're a clothing designer now? What the. Like, as if that's going to stay in the show. Good Lord. Uh, we'll close it out today by uh, reminding everybody that our website is right there, stevewproject.com. Anything you need to know. We love your feedback, by the way. Anything we talk about on the show, we love your feedback or suggestions for subjects you'd like to hear us tackle in future episodes. Uh, with that, we'll call it a day. James, have you any final thoughts as we go? I got a big piano lesson tonight, Stevie. Did Ooh, you nice. take piano lessons? Yes, you have mentioned it a few times. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you how they've gone. I go every Wednesday. You know you know my attention span, Stevie. My, my unbelievable ability to concentrate for long, long periods of time. I tell all right? my friends about it. It's amazing. Hyper-focused, Stevie, okay? Hyper-focused. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I go to do the lesson, Stephen, and, and uh, I, I get distracted. It's only, you know, it's not group lessons. They're private piano lessons. And so every week it's the piano teacher going to, I feel like I'm in kindergarten, Steve, and I'll go like this. Jim, 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 eyes forward, eyes forward, Jim, 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 eyes forward, okay, on the So I got, you know, make it get eyes forward, kids, eyes forward. So Steve, I'm going to be, I'm going to be 60 in a couple days. Jim, eyes forward, eyes forward, Jim, come on. Wow. Yeah. So. Uh, what do you want to be when you grow up, James? What do you Every want to Wednesday, be when you grow Steve, up? Every Wednesday, Steve, is eyes forward day, okay? <laughs> All right. Once a week. All right, brother. Enjoy your, uh, enjoy your lesson. We'll talk to you next time. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today and share the show with your friends and followers. We're at stevewproject.com.